Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 89, verses 1 through 18. I'll sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I'll make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I sworn to David, my servant. I'll establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones, and awesome above all who are around him? O Lord, God of hosts, who is as mighty as you are, O Lord, uh, with your faithfulness all around you? You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Hermon joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand. High your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exult in your name all the day, and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of your strength. By your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Second Chronicles chapter 34, verses 22 through 33. So Hilkiah and those whom the king had sent went to hold of the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tokoth, son of Hasra, keeper of the wardrobe. Now she lived in Jerusalem in the second quarter, and spoke to her to that effect. And she said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Tell the man who sent you to me, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring disaster upon this place and upon its inhabitants, all the curses that are written in the book that was read before the king of Judah. Before they have, they have forsaken me and have made offerings to other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath will be poured out on this place and will not be quenched. But to the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, regarding the words that you have heard. Because your heart was tender, and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this place and its inhabitants, And you have humbled yourself before me, and have torn your clothes and wept before me. I also have heard you, declares the Lord. Behold, I will gather you to your fathers, and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. And your eyes shall not see all the disaster that I will bring upon this place and its inhabitants. And they brought back word to the king. Then the king sent and gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up to the house of the Lord with all the men of Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the priests and the Levites, all the people, both great and small. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord 
to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. Then he made all who were present in Jerusalem and in Benjamin join in it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. And Josiah took away all the abominations from all the territory that belonged to the people of Israel and made all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. All his days they did not turn away from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 through 28. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and who he had received, and he who had received the promises was in fact, was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of his sons, uh, each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave di- directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden. For three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict by faith moses when he was grown up refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of god than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin he considered the reproach of christ greater wealth than the treasures of egypt for he was looking to the reward by faith he left egypt not being able not being afraid of the anger of the king for he endured as seeing him who is invisible By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. Good morning and welcome to the 10th Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 89, 2 Chronicles 34, and Hebrews 11. And it's a really full reading. There's a lot of really good stuff in here. If you've listened yesterday and the Friday of the week before that, you'll know that I'm going to finish out this liturgical year, which takes us through November. And right around that time, I've actually uh, got a course I'm going to be teaching online through Frederick Community College out of Maryland, where we lived before, on biblical literature. Um, and then I'll, I've got some other stuff planned that I'm excited about. Um, but the the readings, I mean... Yeah, I've, I've always appreciated talking about the book of Deuteronomy and how there's uh, a reference to it in Second Chronicles here and uh, with Huldah and Josiah. Um, you know, it's just fascinating to think like, you know, they're telling this, the tale of the discovery of the book of Deuteronomy and what they did with it and how Josiah has made a great king before God because of what he does and because of how humble he makes himself. Then in Hebrews, we have this passage about the the people of faith and how um, they did all these amazing things by giving up reward for um, for righteousness. But the one thing that um, I, I want to talk about, because I don't think I have very much before, is actually in the psalm. Psalm 89, and it's because it's something that I've been trying to think through. Um, in Psalm 89, it talks about um, which verse is it? Verse 6. Who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings 
um, is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared in the council of the holy ones. So this heavenly beings, the holy ones, alternately translated the sons of God or the sons of might. I don't know if it's Nephilim. I, I, I don't think, I'm not going to look it up real quick. But it talks about the existence of other spiritual beings like God in some way. And there's uh, oh, two places that you can go to find out more. The Naked Bible Podcast. I can't remember the guy's name. And then the Bible Project has some stuff on spiritual beings, and they're drawing from the guy that does the Naked Bible Podcast. And the question before us right now and these these two other podcasts are like what are these spiritual beings um and i'm interested in this question because um i'm thinking through a martial hermeneutic like a, a biblical account of the military what's it made for what's its purpose right and one thing that we see often is that the heavens or or the earth you know our world is an imitation of the heavenly realm. And when we talk about where it says the, the armies of the Lord or the, the hosts of the Lord, um, it's this uh, word sabah, which means array or layers or formation or assembly. And if I've always kind of wondered, like, there's all these spiritual parallels to things on earth so like god is the king of kings right but not the king of earthly kings the king of all kings um one thing that we don't say as christians but i think is supported by the hebrew text is to refer to god as the god of gods like there are other gods they are named whether it's beelzebub lucifer like there are other little g gods of which god yahweh is the supreme and Yahweh, the God of gods, created all these other things. All the other things are begotten. God is not begotten. He is not made. God simply exists. Yahweh exists. And um, the, the little g gods are the hosts of heaven, of, of God, the armies of God. And so if I want to understand what an earthly army is for and why God created it, I have to ask, like, is there a spiritual um, equivalent or heavenly equivalent? And this is one of those things, that, um, uh, the the subject that you can look for on the Naked Bible podcast and the, and the, the Bible Project podcast and videos are spiritual beings. Or, yeah, spiritual beings? Yeah, that's certainly the Bible podcast one, Bible Project. Um, but with Naked Bible, look for the divine council. The divine council um, is a name given to this thing made up of all these little spiritual beings made by Yahweh um, who are, are not terrestrial, are not corporeal, they are spiritual, they're heavenly, but they're not God, they're not Yahweh. They're little g gods. And this is Yahweh's army. This is the army that Yahweh leads. Um, and by the the naked bible guy his account is like look um what happens is yahweh creates all including these other spiritual heavenly beings 
that we that the 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 biblical authors call gods with a little g um elohim right elohim is plural gods even though we call yahweh sometimes elohim which means gods because god christians believe is three is one three and one anyway so the uh what happens uh, according to the, the naked Bible kind of theory, is when God creates all these little gods, uh, many of them rebel. And we call them angels, right? And this is the Israelite cosmology. This is how they make sense of the world. And if God is somewhere up in the sky, well, the stars that you see must be these other gods, the hosts of heaven. And uh, the the stars, the 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 angels, the spiritual beings, Elohim, that fall, become corrupt, and they corrupt other communities, societies, nations, what have you, kingdoms, doesn't matter. And so Beelzebub is a little g-god. We also call him an angel. And Beelzebub has corrupted, I don't know, whoever, the Canaanites, Amalekites, the Girgashites, I don't know, whoever, right? I can't remember. And so Israel is chosen by Yahweh to be the God, little g, of this uh, of of Israel, and so only Israel's God is the the God of all others, the God of gods, um, and that makes Yahweh the commander of all these spiritual beings, and all these spiritual beings are there's hierarchies, there's command structures, uh, you know, Michael and um, Gabriel are the equivalent, more or less, of Lucifer and Beelzebub. The only difference is they didn't fall. And it comes back to this section of the psalm where it's very clearly talking about the council of the holy ones, the divine council, um, who are heavenly beings like the Lord or the sons of God. They are, they're made by Yahweh, um, but they're not, they don't have corporeal form like humans and, and other creatures, other terrestrial creatures, there's something different. And so the, this divine counsel uh, kind of question, um, for me and for a military audience or martial hermeneutic, I think um, the value that it provides is helping us think about um, how does God, and I believe that Jesus was a military leader and Jesus is God, how is that mirrored in the heavens? How is God a military commander for the heavens. Um, and if if that's true, then then Yahweh must have some foot soldiers, and he he does. Um, and so it's like maybe a, a slapdash explanation of the divine council, but you can look it up. It's, it's not something I learned in seminary, although I was at a bit of a evangelical place that didn't really, that had a lot to say about you know, perceived heresies, um, but it is interesting, and it does seem to fit within what I understand to be the Israelite tradition, um, and it interests me because these are the the armies, the hosts of God in the heavens, um, that Israel reflects here on earth, and Israel re- is to reflect the the spiritual beings, the Elohim, who have not fallen, like Michael and Gabriel, um, and all the other kingdoms of the world are, you know, something like these fallen um, 
spiritual beings like Beelzebub and Lucifer. Um, so it's that's where I'm coming at it from. And I don't think I've spoken too much about it on First Formation, but Psalm 89 is where is one of the big texts that they talk about. So if you want to look up Naked Bible Podcast or the Divine Council, the Bible Project podcast and videos have much more accessible explanations of the Divine Council. You can look them up under spiritual beings, but they're getting it from the Naked Bible. And he is, uh, I cannot remember his name, but he's an independent scholar, does a lot of really interesting work. And he has a number of podcasts and essays devoted to the Divine Council, um, which helps us think about what it means that there are armies of God, uh, hosts of the Lord, and how is Israel, how does Israel fit within that cosmology here on earth, and how do we as the church, if we are grafted onto the vine of Judaism, what does it mean that, that we are the soldiers of God um, and members of God's armies? Prayer for those in the armed forces of our country, from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we commend to your gracious care and keeping all the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad. Defend them day by day with your heavenly grace. Strengthen them in their trials and temptations. Give them courage to face the perils which beset them, and grant them a sense of your abiding presence wherever they may be. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.